Hillary has been lengthening her excuses as to why uh, she lost the election. She didn't really lose the election. It was stolen from her uh, by, I think it's up to 24 different excuses she has now. Number 24 is content farms in Macedonia. And uh, as I said, uh, my grandfather was a uh, Macedonian content farmer. And uh, we often think about, you know, gathering on the porch and recalling the old days on the Macedonian. I never thought, he never thought that the old content farmers he left behind in Macedonia would one day steal the U.S. presidential election. They are gnarled, hardworking Macedonian peasants. And the way they were able to reach out and uh, steal the, the lockdown and well spike in coronavirus infections and deaths continues to plague Macedonia. Government officials at the local and national level flee Skopje for the mountains and resorts around Macedonia, while those who could not leave the city are left to suffer on their own, some without water, apparently. The scandals plaguing the government of Macedonia continue and turn bizarre with former chief prosecutor Katice Yaneva having lost her job and having been arrested, who now seems to be going for an insanity plea as she removed her clothes and stripped down to her underwear at a court appearance. I'm sorry you can't unsee that. The American protests over the killing of George Floyd in the U.S. state of Minnesota continue around the United States and spread overseas. The Chinese Communist Party effectively strips Hong Kong of its autonomous status, violating the 1984 Sino-British Joint Declaration on Hong Kong and setting the stage for bigger and bolder moves by the Chai Coms as they seek global domination. The world is burning, in some cases, literally. We'll discuss all of this and more on this episode of the Macedonian Content Farmers Podcast. I'm Jason Miko, coming to you from the foot of the burning and on fire Catalina Mountains in Oro Valley, Arizona. And this is Tvitin Shalimanov calling in from the lockdown Skopje, Macedonia. Uh, is it dangerous there? No, it's not Not for me, where I'm sitting, but um, there was a we had a lightning strike Friday night. A uh, small uh-huh. storm came through, set the mountains where I have done a lot of hiking over the past couple months uh, on fire. And mm-hmm. as of this morning, it is about 1,000 acres, 400 hectares, uh, mm-hmm. and 0% contained. Uh, yesterday, I was sure. watching them, uh, the, the Forest Service and, and other services drop fire retardant and water on the fire. It's, there's homes mm-hmm. near there, and it's coming down the mountains. Um, uh-huh. But it's it was... I got up late this morning. Today is Sunday, the uh, what is it, the seventh of June, as we're recording this. And mm-hmm. uh, so Saturday night, I actually went out to dinner with some family. Uh, we all sat out on the patio of a restaurant, mm-hmm. a burger and beer restaurant. It was packed with people. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, apologies to <laughs> Macedonians listening in lockdown uh-huh. right now, but it was just packed, which was great. But we had this perfect view of the mountains, and as the as the it got darker, you know, the, the, you could see the fires just really uh-huh. roar up. Then I came home, sat on my patio with a, uh, appropriately, Svetin, a 10-year um, Laphroaig, which is very peaty and smoky in, uh-huh. uh, in its uh, flavor, a 10-year yeah. uh, single malt scotch, and just and put on some music and just watch. It was incredible watching. Literally, so from where I'm sitting outside on my patio to the mountains is maybe, as the eagle flies, uh, you know, two or three miles. So what's that, a kilometer uh-huh. and a half? But you could literally see the flames just leaping. Uh, and I was sipping my scotch and thinking about what's going on around the world, what's going on in Macedonia, what's going on in the United States, and thinking this mm-hmm. is a perfect metaphor. The, the world is a yeah. flame. <laughs> yeah, um, like that meme, like everything is fine. <laughs> yeah. 
But uh, you're on lockdown until when? Monday? Uh, this is now Sunday evening. I, we still have one night to go and 5 in a.m. Uh, tomorrow we are out. By the time the podcast drops, we'll be out for like half a day. But it's been longer. Right. This is uh, since uh, Thursday evening until Monday morning. So it's more than wow. 80 hours. It's uh, three full, three and a half uh, days of lockdown after all the restrictions were lifted, after all the evening curfews were lifted, after restaurants were supposed to start opening up. Uh, and then, uh, you know, obviously, as soon as these orders were made, we had uh, the full blast of the Ramadan spike, the huge spike in cases caused by the month of Ramadan. And uh, practically like 10 days after the two weeks after the restrictions were lifted in full, we are back in uh, restriction mode. Uh, and I have to I have to mention, I noticed um, Balkan Insight, one of our favorite punching bags. Uh, uh -huh. they, they parade around as actual journalists, but they're just uh, left-wing mouthpieces. Um, they put out, uh, the correspondent from Macedonia put out an article uh, about this second spike and, and blaming, you know, putting part of the blame on Ramadan. But then he also said uh, the spike is due not just to, to Ramadan, but also to Easter. Uh, and it's worth pointing out that Easter was on April 19 over a month and a half ago, yeah. but he, he, he felt that he needed, he couldn't just be seen as blaming quote unquote, the, the, the Muslims, yeah. uh, but had to blame the Christians as well. So, uh, a pox on uh, the Balkan house. They wanted, the left wanted an Easter spike so badly you could feel it. And they were screeching at the people going to take a communion. And n none of this materialized, actually, two weeks after Easter, when, you know, we would have seen anything, uh, uh, any type of... Uh, oh, there is a lizard out, out my window. Well, uh, nature is healing. <laughs> uh, so two weeks after Easter, uh, actually, we had uh, a just, you know, noticeable drop in cases. But actually, it turns out but what, what can inflame the, the virus is not just the casual uh, half a second uh, contact with the communion spoon, which does sound like a bad idea at this time. But, uh, you know, Ramadan includes a whole month of every night the men, exclusively the men for some reason, gather for feasts while the women are cooking and uh, cleaning up afterwards. You know, uh, Muslims can't eat during the day on Ramadan and as soon as it becomes midnight uh, uh, sorry, the, it becomes dark Sundown. the sun sets uh, the muezzin, the mosques give the signal and they all hunker down start eating but yep. uh, this lasts overnight and they gather, you know, the entire family gathers but also neighboring families and uh, often they use the, the yards in their houses or even block an entire city street you know, the you know, smaller cul-de-sac streets and uh, uh, eat there. And when you do this night after night after night after night, apparently, this adds up and, uh, you know, it's like uh, Chair, the majority Albanian Muslim part of Skopje has 150 cases active mm. right now. And all the other municipalities around, which, are, which also have uh, a lot of Albanians, have about 50 cases. And then maybe like four-fifth in the ranking is Aerodrome, which is the most densely populated, you know, the closest thing we have to New York, maybe, uh, in terms of high-rises and uh, people sharing, you know, buildings. 
Uh, with, it's number four or five with, uh, uh, if you rank the municipalities in Skopje with 50 cases. So it's like three times more in a much less densely populated majority Muslim uh, neighborhood. And it's clear, I mean, this is the reason, but uh, the left wanted so badly to have another, uh, to have a, a chance to blame it on, uh, on the Christians. And uh, especially now, basically, there was hands off uh, uh, approach uh, during uh, Ramadan, no fines, you know, no police going through the doors. And I wouldn't even want them, you know, endanger officers to get the corona or get shot at while breaking up a Ramadan dinner and asking, well, do you belong to this family or that family? You know, trying to sort them out. Uh, I wouldn't want uh, police officers getting involved in this. Uh, but uh, basically there was no enforcement over Ramadan, but now we have extra strict enforcement for uh, Easter. And now this, this is Pentecost weekend. So basically uh, Mas uh, Macedonian Christians are banned from visiting the cemeteries of their loved ones. Uh, which we normally do on Zadushnitsa, as we call it, the old dead day or... Uh, so basically, you know, it's a, a completely noticeable, completely in your face, double standard. Uh, I don't, uh, you know, big, uh, you know, don't big, I expect that uh, if we had lax uh, uh, restrictions during uh, Pentecost, maybe somebody would catch it, although again, this is much more casual engagement people gather at the, at the gravesite and then disperse. I mean, it's not like you stay all night eating and drinking uh, in a confined space with a bunch of men. But, uh, you know, it's very noticeable that there is a very different standard when it comes to Macedonians, Christians and Albanian Muslims here. Well, yeah, a couple of points on what you just said. Uh, first of all, um, it, it does seem that it doesn't seem, it's a fact, frankly, that uh, our friends on the left, whether they're in Macedonia, the United States, or anywhere else in the world, are by and large uh, uh, atheists. Um, some, some are benign atheists, a lot of them are militant atheists, but they're, they're, they're hostile to faith of all kinds, but especially Christianity. That's just a fact. Uh, why that is, I'm not entirely sure. I think it's probably because they're afraid of the Muslims and they know what, what can happen if they uh, go too far with that. That's number one. Mm -hmm. Number two, um, when we did this podcast last week, uh, Mohammed Zakiri, who is the vice president of Sidisam, the ruling mm -hmm. socialist party, uh, and an observant Muslim, um, announced that he and his wife and daughter uh, had contracted the coronavirus. Uh, we wished him well and hope that he and his family recover. But since we recorded it, he and his family went into the hospital um, yep. because they uh, had increasing signs of, of uh, well, I guess, fever, respiratory problems, etc. So I don't know if he's still there or not. Um, third, and, and this is something that um, there was a lot of discussion about uh, here in the United States and uh, frankly around the world, and, and we're going to get into this a little bit later, but the George Floyd protests, Black Lives Matter, the mm. Antifa, etc., that has morphed. You know, it's, it's one thing to protest his killing and, and police brutality peacefully, and, and mm. that's... Of course, no question about that. But the whole thing quickly descended into most of the protesters have no idea what they're protesting about. There's the looting, the rioting. Uh, there's uh, the the statue of uh, Winston Churchill in London uh, has been defaced uh, mm. this weekend um, with these punks, absolute useless loser punks who wouldn't be alive today 
if George, if uh, Winston Churchill had not uh, uh, been the leader in, in World War II in the UK, their parents wouldn't have even been alive today. Uh, and anyway, my point being that the, the big discussion is that you've got all these protests going on of, of people around the world in close quarters without masks, shouting, yelling, singing, <laughs> doing whatever it is that they, the freaks that they are do. And then, Svetin, there was a letter put out over the weekend by 1,200 health officials here in the United States mm. saying that, yes, the coronavirus is out there, it's still dangerous, etc., <laughs> but the <laughs> right to protest, we, we should not be clamping down on these protesters, and that if more people die from coronavirus, it's worth it because these people are out there fighting, quote-unquote, 400 years of systemic racism in the United States, which is all horseshit, uh, and... You know, it's totally upside down. And yep. if there's no spike, two weeks, actually now, because these protests have been going on for 10 days, if there's no spike in these areas where these protests have been going on, these large gatherings of people, if there's no spike, then that means the lockdown is over. And so you've got these, and, and if there is, well, then that's a different issue. But you've got health officials saying that people have the right to gather in the tens of thousands and protests. And at the same time, the health officials tell churches here, you can only have uh, 25% capacity. Yep. And it's, it's madness. Yeah, I, I should be able to get out uh, uh, of the house now in violation of the curfew, especially as the mayor fled the city and all the SDS and bigwigs fled the city. But you know, maybe I should just have like uh, a Black Lives Matter uh, <laughs> sign uh, dragging the, around around me, and if the police stop me, say no, no, I'm not violating the curfew. <laughs> I'm just I'm, I'm protesting. Jesus. Well, actually, uh, Babylon B, one of the satirical um, uh, outlets mm. that uh, we both follow, uh, had a, a great article. It had a picture of um, the inside of a church with the cross, and everybody in there was wearing Black Lives Matter masks and had yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> no, no, uh, you know, Antifa spray painted around on the on the wall and said. And it said churchgoers yeah. cleverly disguise themselves as protesters in order to have yeah, church yeah, service. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's a complete global colored revolution, uh, and uh, and a power grab. And uh, you know, it started with Greta. Uh, suddenly, nobody talks about Greta. Global warming is that was supposed to kill us, like in a very short order. Twelve years. We no longer think. Yeah, now the corona years. was going to yeah. kill us in like a uh, even sh shorter time frame. Uh, you know, trust the experts, borrow money, listen to us, you know, nothing. And now all of a sudden everything is, both these existential crises are uh, ignored in favor of this third latest existential crisis. There is some cross-mutation. I mean, on one hand, obviously, you know, you, you understand me, it's a great schadenfreude moment. We had British diplomats here uh, supporting the colored revolution protests in 2015. And it was just before recording. We're looking was, at you, Charles. Yeah, I was just tweeting at him like uh, I saw that. the pic the picture <laughs> of the monument and also uh, with uh, the U.S. Uh, which monument? To... Well, Lincoln. I mean, it was yeah, the Lincoln. Yeah. It was the Lincoln statue in London that they targeted. We're yeah. looking at you, Katie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So clueless, <laughs> such morons. Uh, but uh, you know, on one hand, enormous Schadenfreude uh, point for me. Uh, given that London and DC were the epicenters. I, I'm actually sorry they didn't burn 
a significant chunk of DC yesterday. I was really <laughs> looking forward to that this morning. Instead, I woke up uh, to see that mayor of Minneapolis. That was the first thing I saw. That was, <laughs> you know, in the that Game of Thrones uh, episode. <laughs> like, uh, But there is some cross-pollination here back in Macedonia. There is some girl on uh, Albanian Twitter, I mean, Macedonian Albanian, who got like 600 likes on a comment that... Uh, well, uh, how dare these Macedonians put up uh, Black Lives Matter signs while at the same time blaming Albanians for the coronavirus, uh, for the Ramadan spike. Okay. And, you know, so basically they are uh, the pampered um, uh, children of the Ottoman Empire, you, you know, the loyal soldiers of the Ottoman Empire for five centuries, and now the pampered loyal, they self-declared, you know, we are the most loyal soldiers and uh, regional factor of the American empire, they cry, bully us. You know, the cry bully uh, is a perfect description of Albanian politics now. Uh, how dare you, uh, you know, um, the girl was practically portraying Albanians as oppressed blacks in, uh, in uh, Macedonia. And it's like, get lost, get the F out of here. Uh, I, Sadly, it's, it, it still has currency with some on the Macedonian left. They practically did to a professor here what they did to the mayor in Minneapolis, uh, Katica Tulavkova. She's a Macedonian language, you know, linguistics professor who was a colored revolutionary supporter, but then uh, uh, <laughs> turned into this most milquetoast uh, opponent of the imposed name change and the imposed redefinition of, you know, Gordana Sidanovsky is much more Furious than her, she had the similar path, but actually, you know, Katica is like several degrees uh, weaker uh, than uh, Gordana in this regard. And she just posted a comment, this, uh, it was like a pun, sozivot ot nečini život. Sozivot is like this thinking that we have a joint to toleration, in, we have Albanians and Macedonians, we live together, like uh, we tolerate each other, mm. uh, fine. <clears throat> Uh, I'm just getting a, com uh, 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 a message that she actually deactivated her Twitter <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> while we are recording. So Cancer she said, culture. yeah, <laughs> this shared life is costing us lives. Uh, we're dying because, you know, Albanians wouldn't respect the, uh, the restrictions. And now many of them are dead and we have officers and uh, we have to check up on them and uh, are exposed. We have doctors, obviously, and nurses. You know, you you were killing doctors and nurses for a while. If you're reckless in your behavior, think of the doctors and nurses. Nobody dare say this to the Albanians or, as you said, to the Black Lives Matter protesters. Uh, and uh, she she said, you know, we're losing lives because of this shared life, this sujivot, mm -hmm. and everybody unloaded on her. And she does, but just in private opinion, I don't didn't mean nothing. So she starts apologizing immediately, which was, which is obviously the first mistake. And now she's uh, hounded off Twitter because she's a Macedonian racist uh, nationalist, apparently. Right. Well, we, when we see that going on here, it's the whole, yeah. You, and and you mentioned Mayor uh, Jacob Fry of Minneapolis, uh, which is uh, uh, there. The the death of George Floyd occurred there. I believe is in Minneapolis, uh, Minnesota. Uh, and uh, of course, the city of Minneapolis has been run by the Democrat Party, the left party here since, uh, well, for 50 years or more. They haven't had a mayor, a Republican mayor, yeah. since uh, 1957. 
Uh, so, uh, so, you know, Democrat policies are really working real uh, well there. Um, but anyway, he, uh, 38 years old, um, he, uh, wa- waded into a, a crowd of protesters yesterday and, uh, and he apologized. He kowtowed, uh, we'll yeah. talk about the Chinese later. Uh, he, uh, he abased himself. Uh, he said, he's going to do, he had a list of things that he was going to do to, to fight quote unquote, uh, systemic racism in the country. Uh, and then one of the organizers who uh, cast herself, I think, in the role of Robespierre, uh, yeah. said, do you pledge to defund the police? So they want yeah. they not reform the police. I'm all for looking at institutions in America or anywhere else and saying, OK, what can we do to reform? Mm. What do we need to do to reform, you know, uh, et cetera. And she asked him, will you defund the police? And he, he said no. And she told him, get the F out of here. Yeah, and then yeah. the crowd shouted, go home, Jacob, go home. And he shame, walked home. Shame. <laughs> so, yeah. So the first thing is the apology stuff. So we saw that with Drew Brees, uh, the uh, NFL quarterback mm. for the Saints, I think. Uh, uh, so he, 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 unfortunately, he stood up for the flag of the United States. And they had to apologize for standing up for the flag. Yeah. And he's issued at least two apologies, maybe three apologies now. I mean, Svetin, I will never, I pledge now to our listeners, I will never watch professional sports in America again. Mm. I never really did much, but, you know, the Super Bowl and things like that. I never will again because it is rife with politics and yep. people apologizing and falling over themselves to apologize, and it does nothing. The issue of, and, and this goes, and you know, the New York Times uh did this, I think, last year. They, they called it the 1619 Project, stating mm-hmm. they had a bunch of essays by writers, etc., claiming that the founding of America was not 1776, but 1619, when the first slaves were brought here, mm-hmm. and that every aspect of American life is racist. Mm-hmm. And that's been their narrative, and we've seen Mayor Bill de Blasio of New York and others over the past week, 10 days since these, these protests erupted, talking about the, the, you keep seeing it, the 400 years, quote-unquote, of racism in this country. America is not racist. Individuals, yes, can be racist. And uh, who was it? Um, one of the NBA coaches yesterday said that he was embarrassed as a white man. But <laughs> what he forgets is, is the wisdom of Solzhenitsyn, that the line dividing good and evil runs not through institutions, but right straight through the middle of every single human heart. And these people on the left believe that, that all whites are racist, that America is racist, that all institutions in America are racist. All of this is, is an absolute bloody lie. Uh, and, and, and we've seen as America exports its, its culture, its music, its sports, its everything else, and we've exported this to you in Macedonia, but we've also exported yeah. all this crap from the left. And I'm sick and tired of it, and there is going to be there is and there will continue to be pushback, blowback from what's going on now with the left around the bloody planet. And they're going to get what, you know, I mentioned Robespierre just a moment ago, one of the leaders of the French Revolution in 1789. And I, 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 this is, might sound a bit twisted, but that's okay. I don't care. I love reading about his death because he was a leader of the French Revolution. Then he went sideways with some of his others, on some of the others in the revolution mm-hmm. who turned against him, arrested him. Yeah. It took him 24 hours to die. He tried to commit suicide. He, he put a gun to the bottom of his jaw, blew off part of his jaw, but it didn't kill him. And so he languished in agony for a full 24 hours before mercifully they chopped his head off with the guillotine. 
And that's exactly what's going to happen to all of these people in this revolution. They have no idea what's coming for them. They will be the first ones lined up against the wall and shot through the head if, if they get the revolution that they truly want. End of rant. Yeah, yeah, you, you see these, uh, there are even some Macedonians supporting this, and these are the, uh, you know, pasty, skinny college kids uh, who, you know, maybe second generation Macedonian-American or a lefty uh, student organizer, colored revolution reject from here, who got, uh, you know, to the U.S. Embassy, uh, some kind of scholarship to the United States. They won't last a second. They will last as much as the as this uh, ridiculous mayor of Minneapolis will. I mean, that's they they have no idea what they're they're doing to themselves, uh, and what they're lining themselves up for. But uh, you know, uh, I don't know. It's going to be. It's it's real. Uh, many in Europe, you you can actually hear people saying now on the on the right in European countries, they're saying, well, you know, anything but. Uh, this American uh, development, anything but uh, what's happening to the U.S., to Canada, to Sweden, to England. I mean, uh, it's yeah. going to become a very powerful election slogan in uh, Eastern, Central European countries, even in some Western or, you know, definitely Spain or Portugal uh, countries like that. And France, I mean, it already is a big issue in France. And, uh, yeah, as you said, it's going to become a big issue in uh, uh, in the American elections, I don't know if you need to have like, well, you already have a significant number of states and cities run by the Democrats. I mean, all the cities are run by the Democrats. Uh, maybe one sh should actually dissolve the police and let's see what happens. It's going to be a, a good, good warning. Pour encourager les autres in the, in the U.S. I mean, okay, this is. Yeah, somebody said, how are, you, how are you liking your free trial period of Bernie Sanders socialism so far? <laughs> <laughs> you know? And that's think, exactly what it is. Yeah, I think, I think uh, Greg Gutfeld uh, sent around a tweet the other day saying, uh, yeah, let's defund the police. And then when there is a, um, a murder, a burglary, a robbery, domestic abuse, whatever, then mm -hmm. um, the, the victims can call... Um, to uh, college graduates uh, who have uh, majored yeah. in uh, queer gender studies or something to come over yes, and yes, uh, yes. diffuse the situation. Um, oh, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I have to... I, I, I'll bet the majority of people out there protesting have never bothered to look at the Black Lives Matter website and the what mm. we believe, which is all, a lot of it is... Is, is there racism in America? Yeah, but it, it's with the individuals, not with the institutions. But th this is the this is the one part of their what we believe that really we disrupt yep. the Western prescribed nuclear family structure requirement. Mm -hmm. It's not the family. The nuclear family is not Western creation. It's human. It it yeah. Anyway, <laughs> uh, let's talk about elections in Macedonia since uh, we kind of got off oh. track there a little bit. Uh, they're supposed to be on July 5. That's in less than a month from now. What's the uh, government in exile outside of Skopje saying right now? <laughs> well, they, they have quieted down on this issue. I think they're realizing it's impossible that this happens uh, as they have planned. I mean, President Pandarovsky, in their thinking, as soon as he stops the state of emergency, SDSM believes 22 days start to until when we can hold elections. This was rejected by the State Electoral Commission, who said, no, we need more time. OSC is probably not going to send, uh, uh, not going to be able to send uh, 
observers, especially now in the Corona country, Macedonia. Vemera has obviously said no way. Um, now even the European Commissioner for Enlargement, Varheli, he said you need to allow all parties enough time to campaign and prepare. You can just spring this up on people. And even the very left uh, uh, Slovenian diplomat, uh, leftist diplomat, who is the EU ambassador in Macedonia, Samuel Zbogar, mm -hmm. echoed this position to a point. So they won't get July 5th, but they're going to push for July 12th or something uh, oh, a week. Uh, oh, that'll, that'll, like that. That'll do a lot to uh, tamp down the virus. One week. Yeah, they'll just, they'll just force Pendarovsky to extend. Uh, he started with a whole month, another month, then two weeks, then additional two weeks since numbers got worse. Now they're going to just force him to extend the state of emergency by one week, I guess, until they fine-tune the date as the assembly believes it will be best for them to go to the elections in, uh, uh, in low-turnout corona elections. Mm -hmm. uh, even though, like, somebody uh, counted about 80 members of SDSM in, uh, you know, top officials, like two government ministers, Mila Tsarovska and Damian Manchevsky, both main PR person, Marian Zabrchanets and Kosta Petrov, the tax authority chief, uh, Lukarevska, uh, Zekiri, we mentioned, who is a deputy party leader, they are either infected or in quarantine wow. because they were campaigning. They were actually going to cities Well, everybody else is staying at home. They were, uh, they, they would distribute, you know, like food uh, and, you know, sacks of potatoes, uh, sacks of flour, vegetable oil uh, to Roma families mm. as a form of bribery before the elections. And they would meet people and uh, distribute like flyers, propaganda material, uh, you know, bunches of pictures of SDSM officials needlessly meeting old people in parks and giving them material. And this is not safe. And now 80 of them are in uh, quarantine or uh, in hospital or have the virus but are at home and have no symptoms. Zekiri is, I guess, the worst affected so far. The entire family, his second wife and child are um, in hospital with him. He, uh, his second wife, meaning he divorces first or he has two wives? Uh, well, he's a... <laughs> Huh. He married a Macedonian girl. Uh, he's long, uh, you know, he was still married to the other one. Everybody knew he's dating the director of Alsat. Uh, and uh, I don't know how that works specifically. Legally, he's an imam. He's not only a committed Muslim, he's an imam. So uh -huh. I think he even joked, joked before me once that they can do it. I mean, <laughs> just, okay. uh, yeah, he's a. Yeah, religious education, theologian educated. Yeah. So um, they are, uh, you know, people are laughing at them, like you're campaigning, you know, serves you right, what's happened. But they're they're trying to turn this on Vimero. So first attack was uh, Naked Shulev, the interior minister, the only Vimero guy in the government, uh, did not disrupt the iftars by force. This was their first allegation. Even though there are people like Muhi Zakiri were going to the iftars, you know, sending Macedonian policemen in Albanian quarters, banging on doors and dispersing people is... These are no-go zones for our police. And essentially, SDSM was used... You know, they know this. They were cynically using this uh, uh, ploy. And then what they did was... Uh, um, they have a police unit apparently following... And apparently, obviously, following the opposition leader, Christian mm -hmm. Mitskovsky, the leader of Vemera. And they keep snapping pictures of him. They had a major uh, scandal when he was allegedly in a gym exercising. The gym was supposed to be closed. 
empty. Uh, so it was either him alone violating curfew, which is, again, no big deal, or he says this is old footage. They actually took the footage from the gym, apparently contacted an employee, recruited an employee at the gym to uh, take the footage and then presented it as current. Uh, so this is the extent uh, to which they're willing to go to entrap uh, uh, Mitskovsky to make him look like he's alone violating Corona restrictions. Again, this party, which half of the officials of the party are in hospital or in quarantine or self-isolation at home. And then uh, they actually send the police in a restaurant where he's having dinner. And you're allowed to do this. Restaurants uh, are open, mm -hmm. allegedly not sitting at the proper table. So there is one portion where you can sit, like the patio area. Mm -hmm. He was allegedly sitting in the back. Mm -hmm. And this is not allowed. So and two press conferences held by the government for this. They're trying to pin this on Wimmer. You know, this is like the classical case of uh, the, the, the crooks and the liars and the thieves uh, calling the other side liars and crooks. Right. And, uh, but you know, it's, this is all their people tweet about. They ignore the fact that th these are PR people who attended these meetings, pre-election meetings with Zekiri, with Kosta Petrov, who are obviously, you know, between themselves, asking each other all the time, were you at this meeting, were you at that meeting? Was Muhi, uh, you know, uh, spreading the virus then or was it later? You know, they're personally, you know, very likely exposed, but uh, they ignore all that's happening in their own party, all that is happening in the Albanian community which, whose votes they're courting, but they go straight to, to Mitskovsky and basically the uh, police force and the inspectors, etc. they're focused solely on him trying to catch him in violation of the restrictions. This is, you know, this is the state of, uh, of uh, how this country works. Right well, these are classic um, communist, I mean, literally, yeah. communist tactics. L and, literally, yeah. And it's, it's worth pointing out, again, that Citizen, the ruling party, before 1991, was the League of Communists of Macedonia. You can't deny that. Yep. So they, they may have shed their Marxism-Leninism, but they retained all the tactics and much of the uh, the public policy proposals adapted to uh, yeah. the current time, et cetera. But let's stick with elections here. I want to talk a little bit about um, Ali Ahmeti, the leader of Dewey, mm. the former uh, National Liberation Army, the terrorist that started a war in Macedonia in 2001, who uh, put out a tweet um, uh, and is talking about demanding that the uh, next prime minister be an ethnic Albanian, um, which... Okay, we can dice this and splice this a couple of different ways. Uh, so first of all, he's demanding that the next prime minister be an ethnic Albanian. So the, the qualifications are not competence or uh, yeah. in, in, you know, intelligence or um, you know, experience or anything else. It's just you know, the ethnicity. Uh, I thought it was yeah. interesting that Zoran Zaev, for once... I think he said something along the lines of, we, we, we have to have somebody who is competent, intelligent, we can't just do it based on ethnicity, which mm. violates everything that he's done in the past, uh, because he's, he's completely, he's always looking at other attributes of an individual other than their competence or intelligence or ability, mm. uh, and said that, um, you know, we, we won't have Dewey as a party, as a coalition party, uh, if we win, although he already mm. made a pre-election coalition with BESA. So yep. 
what's uh, what's been the reaction there from uh, from citizen supporters and the public in general? Uh, citizens are numbers at this point. I mean, they as you said they're willing to ignore things that are right in their face, literally attending party meetings in which they themselves are getting infected and focusing on Mitskovsky. I mean, this is brainwashing at a whole new level. Uh, on the right, you know, people are quipping that uh, obviously the Macedonianness, uh, the Macedonian identity of Bovzaev and Oliver Spasovsky, who is his stand-in as prime minister, is obviously very fluid, given everything they're willing to swallow uh, all the attacks on Macedonian national identity. So people are saying, okay, maybe we should try actually uh, having a Macedonian prime minister for a change <laughs> after, after Gruevsky and Emil Dimitriev. We haven't had one. Uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, SDSM is uh, trying to get as many Albanian votes. Ahmed feels threatened. This was his turf. SDSM is losing among ethnic Macedonians, obviously, after all they've done. And uh, they're turning, they're campaigning hard among ethnic Albanians. Muhammad Zakiri was supposed to be their go-to guy for Albanian voters. He's now expanding his influence. He engineered the, the, the replacement of the head of the uh, Islamic community in Macedonia oh, right, yeah. with another guy. Uh, Dewey was protecting the old guy despite all the scandals he had because he was in open war with uh, Muhammad Zakiri, the old uh, uh, main race, the main mufti. Uh, so now the new guy, yeah, uh, now we don't know where the new guy stands, but given how the previous one was a thorn in Zakiri's side, it's likely that this new one will be more SDSM uh, aligned with the Albanian faction in SDSM. So Dewey is, I guess, feeling threatened. Uh, and uh, now they're ramping up the nationalism to 11. And Ahmeti was, he cut an ad in which he says, uh, let's unite over this proposal, like we were united when we fought, uh, we, like we were united behind my Uchaka, my, my war wow. against Macedonia in 2001. So it's, uh, yeah, it's going to be one of those campaigns in which well, you know all the nationalism that was supposed to be expelled from Macedonia with the Prespa Treaty <laughs> we've just <laughs> ramped no, it up. it was supposed to be expelled with the Okrit Treaty, then the Prespa Treaty, then the uh, you know running out of Treaty. lakes to name things after. Um, yeah. <laughs> well it's worth remembering, you know, so so he actually said Ah Matya actually said that in his ad, Uchika? Yeah, yeah. He, he cut a few ads. Uh, so it's like the 18th anniversary of his party, right. of his transformation of the terrorist organization he led into a party. Yeah, And it's, it's, uh, yeah, he's uh, campaigning on this now. Yeah, it's, it's worth remembering that the, the, the Uchika, which is the, uh, the, the basically UCK, the, uh, the, uh, the letters for National Liberation Army, um, liberation from what? Uh, you know, Ali Ahmeti yeah, told David Binder in, yeah, exactly, yeah. Ali Ahmeti basically said, he, he told David Binder of, um, I think it was Newsweek in 2001, March of 2001, he said, our, 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 and I'm slightly paraphrasing, our role is uh, to remove Macedonians mm. from what is historically Albanian land. Um, Ali Ahmeti is responsible for murder, for kidnapping, mm. for torture, for assault, for sexual assault, for almost splitting the entire country in two. Um, he was never prosecuted. His, the leadership of the Uchika, the NLA, was never prosecuted, despite the fact that the Westerners said that there could be no um, 
no reintegration of the leadership, rank and file, the young punk 18-year-old kids who yep. had some romantic notion based on what Ali Ahmeti told them that they were fighting for this, that, or the other, they can be forgiven. The snot-nosed punks at 18, they don't know anything about life. Uh, a lot of them died because of Ahmeti, which I don't know if the Albanian community there has ever really reckoned with. Uh, hundreds of NLA soldiers, quote-unquote, died and are buried in various places around Macedonia because of Ali Ahmeti. Uh, but Ali Ahmeti and the leadership, um, people like um, Talat Jaferi, who is the so-called Speaker of Macedonia's mm. Parliament right now, never had to pay for their crimes. Um, they will in the future, uh, this life or the next, I can assure you of that. Uh, but, uh, I mean, this, this man is a terrorist. He remains a terrorist. And uh, I will be glad when he's gone. And you can define gone however you no, like it. And it's going to come down soon because, you know, if Trump gets reelected or even in this term, uh, basically the U.S. administration, the the little leverage he has over foreign policy, he used it to replace the government in Kosovo with a new one, which is now more open to the idea of uh, uh, redrawing the border, which will obviously have repercussions for Macedonia. And uh, everybody's been saying this here. And even if, uh, if Trump loses the elections, uh, you get Joe Biden, who's definitely, you know, doesn't remember what day of the month it is. Okay, to be fair, no, neither do I at this point, <laughs> at the lo lockdown. But he's definitely going to appoint extremely pro-Albanian people to the foreign, uh, to the State Department and uh, as diplomats here. And, you know, I can see Albanians, I can see... Bosnians in you know all the Muslim communities in the Balkans strongly supporting uh, uh, Biden over Trump. So either way, we're going to have a reckoning very soon on the Macedonian-Albanian issue. Could be, although of course you know, to be fair, Biden won't be president very long. He's either going to have to resign or will die, one of the two, because mm. he's totally non-compassmentos. Yeah. Um, so the important thing is who is his vice president going to be, um, mm -hmm. but. That's another dis subject for another time. Um, well, the whole State Department is supporting him. Uh, you know, I've seen everybody. Yeah. Uh, Dan, Dan Freed, uh, Strobe Talbot, you know, all the people who were in, involved in the Balkans for so long, they're all, you know, Nicholas Burns, etc. They're all obviously supporting Biden. And, uh, you know, any of them would be, they, they will all be named at, uh, or, you know, their offspring, like uh, Jess Bailey, will be named uh, uh Two positions in the State Department, and uh, Good Lord, this is going not. to be definitely a hostile administration to. No, to it, well, as we've talked about many times before, yeah, as, as, and as we've talked about many times before, the entire State Department is, um, you know, the administrative state, the managerial state, the bureaucratic state, mm. whatever you want to call it. It's made up of uh, far-left individuals. They all think alike. They all talk alike. They all yep. read the same books. Uh, most of them are atheists. You're not going to change that. You know, our, our friends yeah. on the left here are talking about, you know, changing, the, uh, reforming police departments in local cities around the country. Uh, mm. Like I said, you know, at the beginning, yeah, we can talk about what kind of reforms are needed. I'm sure there's rooms of reform. But the State Department will never, ever be reformed. Uh, it will always be far no. a far-left organization in service of the far-left in politics, in academia, in think tanks, in the NGOs. Uh, in, in culture, Hollywood, uh, now increasingly in sports. Um, 
you know, and it's and and this kind of I, I did want to mention this. Um, I know we're starting to run late here, but we got lots of other subjects to talk to talk about, which we're not going to get into. But this then kind of goes into um, what I thought a little, uh, not the Hong Kong China thing, uh, which I mentioned in the monologue, mm -hmm. but uh, the president is uh, Trump is is uh, drawing down troops in Germany now, uh, about ten thousand uh -huh. troops. I don't know how many we have there in total, but I think obviously about fifty-six. Sorry, I think fifty-six thousand. Okay, yeah, we've we've had them there since World War Two. Um, now. The European Union, of course, the, the, uh, those who are um, uh, big champions of ever closer union and more Europe, etc., mm -hmm. want to create an European Union army, which you know, could conflict with NATO. Most European countries, mm -hmm. most EU countries are members of NATO. Uh, and Trump is, of course, uh, that's, I think, one of his campaign pledges was to you know, draw down troops. And uh, it's, it's an interesting reaction from um, uh, folks on the right that don't like seeing this happen, uh, especially NATO hawks. Um, although I did see that I did see that the Poles were requesting that the troops from Germany be sent to Poland instead of coming back here to yeah. the United States. Uh, but anyway, this this has profound implications for uh, the relationship between the United States and Europe, the EU, uh, and NATO. Yeah. Um, if Biden and his vice president, who will be the president, are elected, uh, I think we'll see a different posture there. But Again, I do, I do think that um, uh, the EU, switching subjects slightly, again, the EU is fatally, um, has been fatally wounded because of everything that has been happening, not just Trump, mm. but its own stupid mistakes, uh, Brexit, etc. Uh, and that, of course, has implications for Macedonia and the Balkans. Yeah, I mean, we are, uh, uh, maybe the soldiers are not eager to to go to Philadelphia or New York either. Yeah. <laughs> the way things are going, <laughs> to, they, they'd be safer off in Germany. I mean, we are, this is an artificial project by now in Macedonia and uh, too many interests around us and internationally uh, have invested in uh, destroying the country, bluntly, and uh, it's just, you know, frankly, it's it's a matter of time. I, I don't think this can this can last much longer. We definitely need for some stability. Uh, we definitely need a proper Macedonian-oriented government here, protecting Macedonian national interests. Yes. Uh, absent that, this is going to explode. But again, I mean, in the grander scheme of things, you now have a revolution, a colored revolution in DC, a regime change operation. And uh, not to mention, you know, the reverberations to other conservative-run Western countries like the United Kingdom. Uh, it's, it's one small front line in a much bigger battle at this point. Right. Yeah. Well, well two points on what you just said. Number one, uh, as we've talked about and as I've written about many times before, uh, national um, identity is a national security issue for Macedonia. You have to have a strong national identity amongst the Macedonians. Otherwise, as we're seeing, as we've seen, as we will see, uh, the uh, the wolves around and within Macedonia will want to literally yep. rip it and tear it apart, uh, which mm. is bad news not just for Macedonia but for the region. And I don't know if the, the Western elites understand that or know that or maybe they just don't care. I don't know. That's number one. Number two, you're right. The bigger picture. Um, I know a lot of what we've been talking about here in this podcast is, 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 is it's nothing but, as John Podoritz at uh, Commentary Magazine says, crushing morosity. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, if, if the West is, is going to give in to the punks and the thugs that are, uh, that are uh, 
tearing or defacing statues of Winston Churchill and Abraham Lincoln, yeah. if 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 the people of the West are going to give in to this small, shrill, useless loser minority, then the whole mm. Western project, the whole thing that the past, the 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 the, the, the people that got rid of slavery starting with the British Isles and then continuing into America where 600 of our own 600,000 of our own people were killed to get rid of slavery that whole project will go up in flames and then um, to lightly paraphrase the New Testament and Jesus teaching then the punks and losers will inherit the earth except yep. for the fact that they will then be overtaken by the Chicoms uh, and others who will kill them um, but Yep. Maybe that's the direction. I don't know. So, yeah, it's not just the punks. It's the, as we said, the State Department. You know, the diplomats, the generals, the media, the prosecutors, the judges in the West, where you know the punks are just the visible part. Right. Uh, and they're all in in this. Uh, in, I mean, from from a position of a person who has been wronged by the U.S. and who would like to see the U.S. cut down a peg or two. Due to, because of you know American just alliances with, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't, not a, a total uh, you know nuclear blast or anything, <laughs> you. but uh, you know uh, what? Uh, I mean, I I have trouble deciding which side I would support if I wanted to harm the U.S. <laughs> Obviously, the the Antifa, the deep state side would harm the U.S. much more than Trump because you know again uh, they win open borders for a few more years, uh, destroying the economy with regulations and uh, green new deals and whatnot. And, uh, you know, you, you will eroding the police and the security services, but, you know, the, uh, you know, the functional part is the one which is actually conspiring against the government and, uh, you know, shutting down the parts who are actually needed and useful in the country. Um, if this happens if for you know for four more years after the eight years of Obama you know this is uh, um, the country is finished I mean I don't well, think how if the country could... yes but and but but what what are what are a lot of our friends in the European Union and the NATO countries don't realize that if the US is finished so are they yeah. it's just, sorry yeah the west of west. Europe is yeah the west of Europe west well, uh, the Chicoms yeah. the Indians as in India uh, not our Indians uh, which probably yeah. politically incorrect to say, but who cares? Uh, you know, the uh, and others will inherit the earth. Anyway, we'll see. All right. Yeah, yeah. Um, no farmers pick. Didn't, we didn't even get to cut its underwear <laughs> <laughs> this time. Which, and we're not going to, speaking, we're not going to name this episode Katita's underwear. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> Spe speaking of uh, uh, darlings of colored revolutions, we had the. Uh, uh, who are now fallen on hard times. <laughs> oh, that is... Robespierre uh, and Katitsayanova. Oh, yeah. Okay, well, we'll, we'll talk about that in the next, in the next episode. So, anyway, I got to go look at the fires, see how they're doing here. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, be careful out there. Oh, yeah, definitely. So, anyway, uh, always good talking to you, Sven. Yeah, you too, buddy. Take care.